The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Pulse of Finns Nation. I am your host, Louis Sung. I am joined by my co-hosts, Ron Caniff and Chris Early, otherwise known as Duke. We are here, and if you are listening to this on the Three Yards Per Carry podcast feed, this is the first time that you're listening to us on that feed, so it's really exciting to be a part of that. By the way, make sure you're going to OnlyFins if you haven't already done so. It's only $3 a month to get some really exclusive Dolphins news. Why haven't you gone on there yet? It's basically, you're wasting your time just hanging around Twitter. Go and check out some really good stuff from the OnlyFins crew on the Three Yards Per Carry podcast feed, which, by the way, you can find on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. There's over 2,000 of us in there now, I'm sure, if if, if you hadn't heard. So we're an Did awesome, you- pretty tight Dolphins community. We've uh, we've got moderator in there, so we're eliminating uh, eliminate a lot of the uh, issues you'll find on Twitter when you're trying to have communication and conversation about the Dolphins. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun, dude. We gotta get, find a way to get you in there, man. We gotta get you into OnlyFans. Oh. You're on, on Twitter. It's uh, you know, it's just too much. So the way is three dollars. That's that's the it's, way you find. <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, I, I it's it's I keep meaning to do and then forget about. So yeah, just, once you do it, you will just, you'll be just like, send me, just send me a reminder. It's it's one of those deals. It's kind of like I need to join OnlyFans, and then like something else will happen, and then yeah. Do you have a smartphone? Just say, say hey, have, Google, hey, Google, rem- send reminder to sign up for OnlyFans. Yeah, I might need to do that after the show. So, I, and, <laughs> you know, by the way, like we don't like we personally do not make any money off this. We're, we're not doing this because we saying this or promoting this because we make money. We're promoting it because we're just trying to we're trying to save you guys from a bunch <laughs> of headache and aggravation of trying to deal with Dolphins Twitter. Just just trust me. Just go to, to OnlyFans to uh, to paraphrase uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Twitter is a, a wretched place. Uh, oh, I forgot the line. Oh, hive, no. Wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's it. Wretched oh, okay. There you go. Wretched <laughs> scum. All right. Get a lot into a lot of the stuff going on lately around the Miami Dolphins. We'll probably talk some trade deadline. We'll talk about the Dolphins' victory against the New England Patriots, how they're sitting at 6-2 and two for the first time since 2001. Quite frankly, they are, just as the title suggests, a mid-season miracle. So we're very happy to see how everything is going with them. But before we get into that really quick, just want to mention that, as always, this show is brought to you by our good friends over at prizepicks.com. Prizepicks.com is a revolutionary fantasy platform where you can now pick up to six different players across professional sports leagues, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, one of each. It's up to you to decide. Just choose whether your chosen player will get more or less than their projected stat. They give you free squares, special Taco Tuesday promos, which, by the way, even though tonight is Halloween, well, I think we lost Lewis. So, uh, <laughs> it is still also Taco Tuesday. So, make sure you're keeping an eye on those deals. We'll match up to $100 on your initial deposit when you sign up. Again, this promo code 5FIVE. Go to pricepicks.com, deposit your $100, and the price picks give you 100 of their dollars for you. Also brought to you now, we have an affiliate sponsor, My Nintendo Store. So let's go ahead and face it, folks. We're all gamers at heart, and Nintendo's been there for us for nearly 50 years, creating all-time classics that are remembered by every generation growing up. And right now, they have special deals going on for what are sure to be top-selling games in Nintendo's endlessly long lineup. Right now, as you see pictured here on the screen, if you are listening to this live, Super Mario RPG, a classic from the days of the Nintendo 64, is being completely remastered from the ground up and will be releasing on November 17th for new 
audiences to enjoy Mario's first ever RPG adventure all over again. And out right now is also Super Mario Wonder, which is the Mario Brothers' latest completely new game that is already receiving rave reviews from both critics and actual gamers alike. So just click on the links in the description below on this YouTube video that you're watching in order or pre-order either of these awesome titles, and you'll be receiving bonus items upon making your purchase. My Nintendo Store, your best and quickest gateway to the world of Nintendo. All right, so let's get into some actual Miami Dolphins talk, shall we? So Miami Dolphins now sitting at six and two. The trade deadline has come and gone, and I don't feel like we should be surprised by the fact that the Miami Dolphins ultimately made no moves with this trade deadline. Miami Dolphins stood pat. They said, thanks, but no thanks. We're not interested in moving anybody. We're not interested in acquiring anybody. And it's kind of ironic because Mike McDaniel said before the Patriots game even happened that he was already very comfortable with the roster that they had. So this should not come as a surprise to anybody that the Dolphins ultimately decided, no, nah, we're good. No, I mean, I, I think it's the right move. I know before we talked about uh, a running back, but I think that even though he's been hurt, we're still just a few weeks out from um, A-Chan coming back. So I just feel with, with Mostert there, A-Chan, Wilson coming back, um, S.A., as uh, Mike McDaniel likes to call him, and uh, um, uh, Ahmed, I think with those four plus Brooks kind of uh, sitting out there, there was no reason to go out and make a move at running back. Uh, I think – we were kind of worried about defensive tackle. I think that's starting to come along. So we're not worried about that. Phillips is back. Ramsey's back. Uh, X will be back soon. I, I hope he'll play in the Chiefs game. I, oh, I'm I just, 100% sure he'll play in the Chiefs I don't, game. I, and then let's just go to the offensive line. Yeah, they're a little banged up. But, man, again, let's, let's go with this coaching job. Phenomenal. Uh, we're seeing guys that we wouldn't have dreamed of taking one snap for us. At offensive line, if you had told me that we would face the Patriots even at home for even one snap with what was it at one point? Keon Smith, Keon Smith, five snaps for Keon uh, Smith, uh, Lester Cotton, um, Robert Jones, and Liam Eichenberg, and then <laughs> and then Austin Jackson, who we all thought was terrible. Right? Could you imagine if somebody told you we're going to face the Patriots defensive front? Yes, minus Judon. Uh, with those five guys, let me take you back to September one. I tell you that you, we, we would have been crapping our pants. We've been like, oh my god, they're gonna get ten sacks. Two is gonna get killed. He's never gonna survive. Like this, I'll be honest with you. This is what I would have been saying. This is what I would have been thinking. So, kudos to the job the Dolphins have done in the coaching of these players and recognizing that they did have some talent on that line. And I, I just don't think there was any move that needed to be made, but uh, Duke, I'll throw it to you. Yeah. If you look at the players that were moved, none of them really <clears throat> kind of moved the needle for what Miami needed. I know uh, Twitter was uh, in an uproar because um, Chase Young went for a third round pick. Uh, but I think it was Alf that said um, earlier in the season, um, Miami's going to need some, some cheap, a.k.a. rookie talent uh, to fill this roster in the upcoming years. And you, you would either give up a third, which they don't have this year, for a rental, or you're going to have to sign him to a big deal. And Miami has their own guys to sign. And uh, so he, he and Montez Sweat were the biggest names. Um, I, I don't like that the Bills went and got uh, the corner, Russell Douglas, from um, Green Bay. But again, that's not necessarily a need for Miami. So, you know, Ezra Cleveland was probably the only name that kind of stood out as a possible need for Miami. And he would just been depth, really. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily going to start over who they've got. And that's including Lester Cotton or Robert Jones, uh, one of one of which is going to start this week at left guard. So um, and possibly right guard depends on you know, how they how they decide to play things with Robert Hunt. So, yeah, they, they stood pat. Uh, and, and, and they're getting reinforcements back in their own players. So that's good. So they've held down the fort with, uh, at, at their six and two with a lot of backups, particularly on, on the, um, offensive line. And you mentioned that offensive line, uh, they, they, uh, gave up only two sacks. And I think one of those was with Robert Hunt in there. So it wasn't like it was the, just the backups and they generated 31 points and 390 yards. So, I mean, 
what can you say about that? Just, you know, they, they, they did it exceptionally well, uh, especially late in the game. I mean, Tua had time to find guys he wanted to find, uh, like that last touchdown play. Um, yeah. I don't think that Bulls was gorgeous. Agreed. And they just, they left him alone and had the offensive line been as we, we would think it would be and just completely give up. He would have been sacked or had to do something else. And he stood there and made a beautiful pass, iced the game, and that was it. So, um, yeah, good job by those guys, and looking forward to getting all the uh, getting all the the uh, big names back, especially for this upcoming game. And that's the thing about it is that even without making a single trade, uh, Chris Kaufman, three yards per carry, talked about this on Twitter. Is that he, the Dolphins are getting back all of these stud players. They're getting reinforcements, and we've already <laughs> alluded to this. Teron Armstead might be coming back shortly, so we might be getting him. We Devon Achan will be coming back shortly. And he, we already know what he's been a uh, big capable of. My and there's boy. also, you're, you're, that's your guy right there. Definitely. We're gonna be getting who, who, who else is gonna be added to this list? Jalen Ramsey's already back. Nick Ramsey's Needle is back. already Phil, back. Phillips has been back, but he's like, he seems like back. Now he's now. back. Like he's now kind he's of back, announced back. that, hey, I'm back. Hey, and you know what? I'm gonna say this. He hasn't been hurt, but. Uh, He's here now and making his presence felt. And everybody was complaining about well, where is this guy, Brad Bradley Chubb? Bradley Chubb. Right. He's, so I mean, and, I know and, he wasn't hurt, but like he's coming on strong now. I mean, it's he, so and he just, has he has as many sacks as Chase Young and more tackles. And I think he's got one more pressure and equivalent amount of quarterback hits or something along those lines. So you're talking about the same kind of player. So people were talking about Chase Young and like, well, they're they're excited about that and the idea of it. But you've got that same guy or the same kind of production from Bradley Chubb on your own team. And it's just the fact that the sacks haven't been there early on and now they're getting there. The one that he got Sunday, did you see how he got it? I mean, he was getting mauled by two offensive linemen and he's still I mean, it was a, a coverage sack. We'll give it that. But he mauled through two offensive linemen and got to the quarterback. So. It, it, it's going to happen. I mean, I think he and Phillips can both get double digits this year if they keep it up. I think Miami's, what, fourth in total sacks? They are, I believe they are fourth in total sacks. And I think number one in QB hits and like two or three in pressures, some, somewhere in there. Kansas City's actually better at getting sacks, though, which is kind of a little scary. So, Oh, yeah. Like we know that Kansas I mean, we'll get to the Kansas City game. We know that their defense is playing well. It's what's been... Honestly, it's been it's what's been keeping them from looking like an average team because their offense <laughs> hasn't been anything amazing. It's not the juggernaut that it once was. No, no, not but, not currently. And it may get there, but not currently. And and one thing about getting all these players back, if you look at look at the two games that Miami's lost, you had X played in the uh, in the uh, the Buffalo game, but you had Kohu outside. You had guys like Justin Bethel. Coming off the bench, you had Andrew Van Ginkle, who played well in that game as your starter. You didn't have your primary guys out there. And then same thing for the secondary against Philadelphia. You didn't have X or Ramsey uh, in that game against two very good receivers. A.J. Brown is on a tear right now. Um, like yeah, six he straight, really is. Six straight games of a, like something like 125 yards and a touchdown or something ridiculous. He's second behind Tyreek Hill in yards. And not by that much. Uh, considering what Tyreek Hill has done this year. So he's on a tear, and you had to guard him with with your backups. And now you're going into this Kansas City game possibly with, you know, Ramsey and X and Kohu, who are your three main guys, plus you've got Nick Needham in there. You don't have Javon Holland back. Uh, and Deshaun Elliott has been a good find. He's been playing well in this defense. The linebackers are starting to jail. They're playing. And I've said this on Twitter, and I'm one of these people – I. I don't necessarily believe it, like, number-wise. But when Laramie Tunsil was drafted, right, he was number 67 because Terrence Fade had number 78. And his first year, he played left guard, and he played very well. But then he moved the next season out to left tackle, and 67 is not a left tackle number, and he struggled. Then Terrence Fade left, he got 78, <laughs> and he became a Pro Bowl tackle. So Jerome Baker, for the last two games, has worn a neck roll. Dude's been playing lights out. I'm just saying. There's something about the mojo, the, the Zach the, Thomas mojo. The the neck roll has elevated his play, and I'm sticking by that. You know how he uh, elevated even one step further is, and I don't know what it's called, but remember that square thing behind his head that Brian Cox used to wear 
need to get our line back to where those all just be that's that neck roll talking about. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's what we need right there. And the neck roll reaches all the way to the back of your head. It's got that big square like the – there used to be a roll. It was just like a, a single like cylind- cylindrical thing, and now they've got the big block in the back. Yeah, it's, it looks different. The Brian Cox one looks really weird. It looks like somebody put like a piece of plywood and shoved a little uh, – <laughs> Like <laughs> like a little bit of covering over it uh, back in the day, but you know the defense has been kind of has been the weak weaker part of the team, um, and now they're coming around. So, I mean, you go into this Kansas City game and they're the reigning Super Bowl champions, but if you get all these guys back, man, that's and Denver rushed for 150 over 150 yards in that game. If Miami's defense plays the way they've been playing with all their starters and they rush for 150 yards, they might boat race the Chiefs. And that's I'm I mean if you if you if they let Miami run the ball that much and the defense plays like they've been playing, it may not be that close. And here's the thing you got to remember. It's a lot of ifs. That, uh, yeah, it's always going to be a lot of ifs when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a reason they are who they are. But I want to point 6 and 2 so just like us, yeah. yeah, like, yeah this could potentially right. be this could potentially be the game that decides the top seed in the I, AFC I'll, if you really think about it. All I know is they just lost to the team we beat by fifty. The, yeah, that's the other thing. I'm throwing I that out about, there. I talked about that on Vince Nation on Monday. Is that all this talk about who have the Dolphins beat? Who's the real? Who are the opponents? The Dolphins are beating up on bad football teams. And what's yeah. your point? These other top teams are losing to these yeah, bad exactly. football so teams. I, so, so. so point me point me to the – here. you can put it on the other way. Show me the bad loss that Miami has, right, versus uh, I think, okay, the, the Ravens lost to the Colts, right? Dallas lost to Arizona. Eagles lost to the Jets. Kansas City lost to Denver. Um. Buffalo's lost to the Jets and the Patriots, who we just beat up on and have beat not, twice. Well, not the Jets yet. Not the so Jets we're going to be penalized for beating the teams we should beat when the other good teams are out there taking L's to some of the teams they should beat. So, let you know, it's enough of this. Oh, show me who they beat. Show me who they beat. Show me who they beat. Okay. you Then you show me the, your team and who they've lost to. And so and, I can laugh at you for losing to Denver. Yeah, and then you look at the games that the, the the two losses Miami has. They've played good teams, but they've played them on the road. Miami only faces one. Well, Buffalo again. They play them at home, but they only face one other good team at home. Well, that's the Dallas Cowboys. They play the Chiefs on the road, and they play uh, Baltimore on the road. So uh, the division games always are going to have home and away. But of, of those teams, you get one out of the other four as road games. I mean, those are always tough, and you're playing good teams. Um, I mean, Baltimore's a scary-looking team right now. Uh, I'm glad that's later in the year. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put Miami down for losing those games. And look at what Buffalo's done since that game. I mean, I hate to use the phrase that they like to use. They won their Week 4 Super Bowl, but they come out the following week, lose to Jacksonville. They barely beat the Giants. and that I mean, they should have of- lost to the Giants. Yeah, they should have lost that game. Then they lose to the Patriots, and then it was a close game against the Buccaneers. So, yeah, it's not like they came out and they got all ramped up for Miami, and then they just kind of went flat. And yeah, they've had some injuries, like everybody else has. But uh, Miami's had some injuries, and they Miami took just care played of this game. We're talking about our defense, right, and how much better they got. Let's mind you, they just played it without X and Javon Holland. They didn't have either guy. So, you know what I mean? Like, we've yet to, we may now for the first time, maybe, against the Chiefs, bring out our entire defense as as it was was hoped to be, right? As it was originally intended. And I know a lot of teams don't get to do that, but it's an advantage for us. And and we're watching Mike McDaniel be extra cautious in, in the way he's handling injuries this year. Maybe... And it's interesting, and I think it was CK who made this point about comparing him to Spo and how Spo. And again, NBA is different than the NFL. Your opportunities in the NFL are are limited, but it seems like maybe he's kind of doing things a little bit like Spo with the Heat, and that he's managing these guys throughout the season to be ready for the playoff run. 
Like he knows he's going to be able to get enough to get to the playoffs and he wants these guys ready for that. And even though it's the NFL and you only get 17 shots at this during the season, he's doesn't mind missing a guy for four weeks when he could only miss him for one or two, if it means he's going to be completely healthy. Cause you're hearing a lot of these guys say like, uh, a saying, I, I could have played the next week. I could have missed no games or one game. And, uh, you know, just our left tackle, you know, just uh, Armstead saying the same thing. Like I could have missed one or two games, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't mind it because he's getting reps to these backups. I mean, this, this, uh, these reps that Ike has gotten, for instance, at center has been valuable, valuable for this team going forward in case he does have to step in, in, in some real time. It really has been. It's just examples like that. And you think about the depth this team has now. Like, you know, Jones at safety. I mean, he's he's a backup now. Like Nick Needham's getting in there now, coming off the Achilles injury. But we were relying on him before, and now he's he's depth. He's like the fourth or fifth guy. Man, just and they're doing such a good job at coaching these guys on both sides of the ball. I I, I just feel. So, so good about this team right now. I don't know what's going to happen with, with the Kansas City game, game, but, man, I feel good about the direction this team, more so than I have all year, and that's saying a lot because I see that defense coming together too. Uh, the special teams, eh, maybe we can talk it's about that. You know, I think we need punch. another punter. I don't think we punch. need another punter. But What's uh, Michael Turk doing? Nothing. Yeah, what's what's you know what? We're going to be to the point where he's just going to stop punting past the 50. I know. I think we've said that before, but. I'm just gonna stop punting past the fifty anyway, and uh, you know I'm I'm just excited, man. This this is the best this team has looked in my adult life. And uh, for those that are maybe listening to us for the first time and have no idea who I am or who we are, I'm kind of old. I'm I'm 47, going on 48 here next month. And you're so, a veteran podcaster, man. You've been around for a while. I've been, yeah. the fist. Duke's been around for a while. Yeah, I've been doing this like, like a decade. Yeah, but uh, man, this is the best Dolphins team that I've seen in my adult life. And so, uh and it's saying a lot because we had some some good teams even in the late 90s. We had some good teams with Marino then and uh we had uh you know the 2001 2002 team. That was good as well. That defense was incredible. But I just love the way where this defense is going and I like that the offense as teams are starting to figure the offense out a little bit, the Dolphins are starting to figure out ways around their their counters right around the, the other teams, the way they're countering our offense. And, and last week was a perfect example of that. Perfect example of that. Cause our offense went and outperformed how we did against the Patriots the first time. So just, uh, just loving it, man. Just loving it. So the 2017 season, also known as the season that will not be named, um, the current the current Miami Dolphins, the 2023 Dolphins, are only 10 points away after eight games as that team, the 2017 team, scored all season. <laughs> so if they, score t- if they score 10 points in the, in the Chiefs game, they will have tied the 17 Dolphins. So, yeah, we've seen some crap. Okay, and this team, we're, we're not used to this. Th- there are people that can buy alcohol now legally – that have not seen anything like this in their lifetime. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, so uh, yeah, very exciting to get all these guys back. And like you said, the depth. I mean, I, when you when you said that, the first name that came to my mind was Butch Berry, and how everybody was. Oh, we don't like that guy. Denver didn't like him. The Hurricanes guys didn't like him. And all he's done is turn Austin Jackson into a, a possible salary cap casualty at this point. Yeah. Um, who would have thought that? Listen, if some uh, team decides to look, I'll, I'll put it this way: if some team decides to give Austin Jackson a big contract, because it's not going to be Miami, if some team decides to give Austin Jackson a big contract based on what he's done this year, I will happily take my third round compensatory pick. Thank you very he, much. He, he will get, in my opinion, he will get a one year deal with incentives, and then if he plays up to those, he will get extended past that. So. Um, that that uh, that's my take on on the Austin Jackson, but yeah, I mean that was a he was going into week one a complete and total liability, and now he yielded what zero everything across the board. Uh, Might have been his best game as a pro. Yeah, and he was mauling people in the run game, just dogging dudes. 
And New England's not exactly got the speed, guys. I mean, they're, they've got some beef up front. He's taking out three techs. I mean, he, he's blocking down on three techs and just moving them off the spot. There was one in the preseason game. He moved from one hash to outside the numbers. It was like that scene in The Blind Side. Just ridiculous. And you didn't expect that from him. So Butch Berry has done such a great job. They need to lock him up. If they, if they keep him here, it'll be the, the first – Offensive uh, offensive line coach that I have had for consecutive seasons since the Philbin era. Yeah, it's been the best coaching job on the entire team. And and before we move on, and I'm, I'm sure you have things you want to say, Lewis. I just wanted to make one point: the importance of the coaching and some of the other veteran players instilling confidence in some of these guys that perhaps came in either into this season or last season that maybe perhaps we're not as confident in themselves. Let's just start with Mike McDaniel and Tua. So take what Mike McDaniel has done with Tua and instilling that confidence. And then you kind of spread that out through the team with what Butch Berry has done with some of these linemen, especially Austin Jackson. Cause there's no way you can't tell me that it wasn't that Austin Jackson had to have probably been down on himself. Everybody's doubting this guy. These guys are young. They're on social media. They know what people are saying. Everybody, including us, Right <laughs> down. Although I'll give you Lewis, you you had the whole show about the fourteen good snaps last year. In the, the there Patriots were fourteen good one. snaps. Right? There were fourteen yeah. snaps. Maybe that you mattered. were the only guy. Maybe you were the only guy. But then we and and then we, we even see Tyreek right doing it with Waddle. Right, so we see coaches and we see players instilling confidence into guys that maybe not that Waddle didn't have confidence, but uh, just just coaching them up. And getting into their psyche, it's all part of what's happening in Miami right now. And it's it's just fantastic. And I'm sure people could come up with a ton of other examples I can't think of right now. But it's it's exciting to see. And you mentioned McDaniel and Tua. What was it Tua said in that interview last year that he, he doubted whether or not he could even play the position at this level? Maybe he, I suck. I think his, I think, quote, unquote, maybe I suck. If yeah, and, and you and you can probably bet Austin Jackson felt the same way. He's like, I, I, can I do this? Am, am I good enough? And you know, these guys have taken them, coached them up, and it's there's a drive and work ethic there. And another name that I that I thought of when you were speaking about that was Chase Claypool. Here's a guy that's on his third team in two years, flamed out of uh, Pittsburgh, flamed out of Chicago, and now he's got an opportunity on a really good team. And you, you see, he's going to he's going to be in that room, and he's going to see what Tyreek says, and what, watch what Tyreek does, and sees what Waddle does, and sees what guys like River Craycraft do. Here's a guy who's had to work extra hard for everything he's gotten in this league, and he's going to see this, and he's like, I need to do what these guys are doing. And that's only going to benefit Miami moving forward. And we saw the catch that he had. Uh, and he broke a tackle and then bulldozed for like ten more yards. He was blocking the heck out of some dudes. Um, so yeah, just just a whole lot of excitement with what's going on inside the building. Yeah, if, on this team, if you do the things you're supposed to do, the little things you're supposed to do, McDaniel's going to give you a chance to, for something bigger and better. And I think Ahmed is in a perfect example of that. Like I said, he calls him SA. SA is getting those opportunities because McDaniel said he has earned those opportunities. He's earned it through practice. He's earned it in the classroom. He's earned it. And everything he did in OTAs and, and mini camp and training camp, et cetera. And, and I hope that maybe Claypool sees that, hey, I'm getting an opportunity. Be, as long as I sit there and I go and, and do the blocking I'm supposed to do and, and have all the assignments and execute all the assignments I'm supposed to execute, that I'm going to get a chance then to catch the ball some too. And, and that's definitely how it works because, you know, we had, uh, chosen right and now and we were kind of questioning you know how good chosen was at that and so here's an opportunity for claypool to come in and kind of take over that role and i know he's taking more easy ease role i get that um but uh it's exciting it's 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 just the kind of of coaching that we need and man i i love mike mcdaniel man like it's awesome i mean he's just amazing i love that guy i mean he he could coach us to zero and 17 and i think i'd still not want him fired just because uh, i like him that much I, he'd I, get fired but I, I i like him that much i mean look, okay but this is that's in that's after we knew what he was able to do with this team it's not like oh zero and 17 starting out the gate you know and even and even then we'd still be looking we'd, we would look at mike mcdaniel with an odd eye and say hey 
what happened? You were great, and now we're 0-17. Hey, hey you we know what? Be... We ain't 0-17. We're 6-2. We're not 0-17. No, we're, we're not. We're heading this... to the playoffs, and maybe we're headed to the Super Bowl. So we don't even have to think about that. I'm just this... making the point that, man, I just love that guy. He's awesome. And he's, he's earned the love. I really believe that. And the... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And some people saying that they don't like how his sense of humor works or whatever. Like, okay, get over yourselves. For yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. Th- these Miami Dolphins are a midseason miracle. We, we even now we I don't think we were were we projecting the Dolphins to be six and two at this point. We're, we were expecting them to lose to somebody. It wasn't. Yeah, but I mean, we, usually we, they we, do. Usually, and it goes back to my point about beating the teams you should beat. Every team out there besides the Dolphins has lost to a team they shouldn't have lost to. Every single one besides us. Uh, so, no, that's that's part of how we got here is we beat the teams we should beat. Uh, even when, like, you know, a lot of times sweeping the Patriots. That I mean, how often do we sweep the Patriots? Have we swept the Patriots? I mean, ever since Tua's like, been playing, yeah, we yeah. have. <laughs> we sw- I mean, did? We didn't last year, but I know. Well, Tua that, has That didn't count, man. <laughs> I know. Tua, <laughs> Tua has swept, swept the, Patriots, the Patriots. But I mean, as a team, we have not really swept the Patriots very often. I understand they're not that good. I get it. But they did just go beat the Bills fairly <laughs> soundly a couple weeks ago. So they're not dog <laughs> crap. They're not, quote, unquote, the Chicago Bears, right? <laughs> so, uh I mean, it, it matters winning the, the games you should win. I know it sounds so simple and basic, but man, it beat the teams you should beat. You're going to be in the playoffs and you're probably going to have a pretty good record. And they're not just beating the teams they should be. This isn't like a missed pass interference call to beat the giants by less than a touchdown. You're beating mm-hmm. teams, double digits. You're covering the spread, a division opponent, the Patriots, Belichick, and you're you have a almost a, a, a what is that? It was an eight to a nine point spread for various sites, and you you cover that. Yeah, they had nine and a half at, for a bit, and I think the sharps. It, it, it looked to me like the sharps jumped hard on the Patriots on that nine and a half, brought it down to seven and a half, and the sharps lost a lot of money. And I think well, and I think also it dropped because Holland was out and X was uh, reported possibly out. I know it kind of dropped when the news that Holland came out on was going to be out on Friday. But either way, I mean, you just that's just not something you see. And so, it, yeah, again, they're beating the teams they should be. They're beating them soundly. And back to your point, Lewis, about the teams, I, I think if we looked at it kind of objectively, we would probably say, well, they lose the San Diego – or, excuse me, Los Angeles game. They're always going to be San Diego to me. I'm sorry. Um, they – they they that's a game you probably projected they would lose because yeah. most people expected I, that I had predicted a loss. Yeah, everybody pounded me for it, but going so, into the season, I thought but, it was one we'd lose. Well, you didn't you game. wouldn't expect them to be what? Were they three and four now or something four, like that? You, oh no, the Chargers are four and three. By the way, they are more over five hundred team. So they are we do I have a win against on. an over five hundred team. No, no, they they are three and four. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I hold thought on. they just won. I thought they were three they, and three. They were they were two and four. Oh, and were they? they beat, okay. They beat, they, lost, they were two and four with Dallas. I guess I don't keep that. up with the Chargers as much as I don't. Uh, need that to. that was probably or the one care. team. <laughs> one team that was expected. You make it say it was kind of a toss up game. 
So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they've lost to two teams you probably expected them to lose to, and they've beaten the teams they should have beaten. So, yeah, six and two is not necessarily unreasonable. Now you go, you go into Germany and you beat the uh, Chiefs, and you're seven and two, and you come back off the bye and you get a, a good but weaker Jets team than expected. You get the Raiders, who look awful, um, the Commanders, who are were fire selling today. And then yeah. uh, the Titans, who are probably going to be playing a rookie quarterback the rest of the way. <laughs> who, by the way, threw four, who threw twice as many touchdowns as Tannehill had thrown all yeah. season combined in one game. That's that's crazy. Yeah, they had the, the Titans had three passing touchdowns in, in the season going into that game. One of them was yeah. Derrick Henry. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, God, the fall but, of Ryan Tannehill, man. Sheesh. Yeah. Oh, you talk about a bad offensive line. That team's got one. And that, that poor kid has has maybe had one or two good offensive lines his entire career. I mean, he's not a kid anymore. What, Ryan uh, Tannehill, 35 uh, now? He's a kid to me. But anyway. Um, <laughs> to uh, us old guys. Yes, to us old forts. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that offensive line is, is bad, and they, they've got some issues. But even with that, those are t- and that's a home game. It's a Monday night game. So um, you get a win this week. You go into the bye seven and two, and you've got five very winnable games coming up. Twelve and two is that unreasonable? If you'd have said twelve and two earlier in the uh, earlier in the year, would you have thought that? No, no probably it's a, not. It's a midseason miracle right now. So uh, once again, this is Pulse Defense Nation. We always like to let the uh, the comments have some say in what's going on. So Anthony Manzano asks, uh, do you guys think the reason why Miami, I think the question is asking why, do you think the reason Miami decided to stand pat, yeah, yeah, why they stood pat. Okay. not get a tackle guard or a center is because of the fact that they have faith in a, a little bit too much faith in the offensive line group to stay healthy. I mean, I feel like at this point, whether you're, if you're assuming the starters are not going to stay healthy, which obviously they have not. Isaiah Wynn is not healthy. Uh, Connor Williams was not healthy. I think he's going to be coming back, though. Teron Armstead obviously was not healthy, and he's going to be coming back soon. Robert Hunt, he's uh, he was on the sidelines after the – he didn't go back into the game, but I think that's just Mike McDaniel once again protecting players from themselves. So I don't, I'm not really all that concerned about Robert Hunt right now. I think that knowing that it's Kansas City coming up, I think he'll let Robert Hunt play which is a good thing because we're probably going to need them. So, but as far as having too much faith, I feel like that's once again, it's part of the miracle here. Like with, even with all these starters that the dolphins have lost, if you told me at the start of the season, before we had even played the Los Angeles chargers, if you had told me mid season that we were going to be down to Kendall lamb, Robert Jones, Lester cotton, Liam Eichenberg and Austin Jackson as our starting offensive lineman. And not even counting the fact that Kendall Lamb got booted for five snaps because he got hurt and Keon Smith had to come in. I would have thought, oh my God, these Dolphins are going to be like two and six because they can't keep, like, they can't <laughs> yeah. stop Tua from getting sacked over and over. Yeah, we weren't and, feeling even great about the off- some of the offensive line we had. We weren't feeling great about Jackson. We really didn't think Lamb was anything special. We had no idea Isaiah Wynn, and you know we weren't even talking. No, about I wasn't. Wynn. I was not happy with. I'm Isaiah just thinking about Wynn. the starters like, themselves. The we were questioning, and and then boy, and man, Ike at center. I mean, three weeks ago when that first happened, I, or four weeks ago, whenever it was, I it was man, Buffalo was, that first. I was happened. on OnlyFans, freaking out, man. I had to be talked off the ledge, but uh, now I mean, I'm I'm a full believer, man. Like I I am going to Mike McDaniel Church. He, he 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 is our 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 dolphins lord and savior man this guy is doing it he is making things happen i never thought possible with this team to include guys who i thought were complete garbage playing good to very good depending on who you're speaking about yeah and and you mentioned lamb i mean they're probably eight to 10 teams that would love to have him as a starter right now. Absolutely. I wonder how many offers tackle. the Dolphins got for Kendall Lamb before the trade deadline. Probably none, uh, just because the Dolphins were not going to allow that to happen. Uh, given... well, that but that doesn't stop teams from offering. Oh, They'll call and say like, hey, would you mind giving up Kendall Lamb if we gave you this? I mean, the Dolphins can hang up and laugh, but that if I was, if I was, happen. if I was, the GM and I forget the phone call, but these are the guys you cannot have. If your name's on the list, please just hang up now and you're going to hear a click. So, um, 
But the other part to his question is they may have stood pat simply because the people they wanted or possibly targeted weren't available. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you don't trade for something just for something. But who um, would you – but he's talking about offensive linemen. Who would you I, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying you're looking for an upgrade or a guy that you could at this point say, well, who could come in and start at left guard if, if they won that spot? Um, or somebody that would be an upgrade. Maybe there was a guy that was out there they could have traded for, but do you really want to trade for something that's just depth? And I, you know, look at the the name Ezra Cleveland who went for the, um, you know, Ezra and a, a the player and a pick for a, a pick swap, a late round pick swap. Does he come in and start immediately? Is he better than Robert Jones? Is he better than Lester Cotton? Would you trust him to start over those guys? So. Um, you know, that, that would be my answer to that. Maybe just the, who they were looking at just wasn't available or the cost was too high. I mentioned after the game about Quinn Miners uh, from Denver. Maybe he was, he was a guy you'd love to have. He would start. That's a guy you extend. Maybe they said, we would like him. They said, well, it's going to cost you a, a second and some change. And the Dolphins rock thanks, but no thanks. So, Yeah, this, this team has been incredible. And the depth that this team has gotten, and this depth, on paper, this depth was awful. Okay? We knew this, though. So once again, coaching. Coaching matters, folks. We are watching. that when I, Midseason miracle is not just about the Dolphins being 6-2. and two. This coaching staff has been put together by Mike McDaniel. It is filled with young up-and-comers. It, has come, it is filled with veterans of the industry. Vic Fangio, defensive coordinator. And I'll, I'll admit, I, and I think a lot of us were the same way. I was looking at Vic Fangio and looking at you're the guru. Why is this defense not functioning? It, it, it's very weird because with Vic Fangio specifically, it seems like he's not the kind of guy like Mike McDaniel who will fit the play, the scheme to the players. Vic Fangio seems like he's very much the opposite. He's going to make his scheme and he wants players who will fit the scheme. It's not, he doesn't do it the other way around, but I guess because it's Vic Fangio, it's justified because he is the best at what he does. So now that he has Jalen Ramsey back, he'll probably have Xavier Howard back. Xavier Howard looked like he was getting ready to play and they basically told him, no, you're not playing. Oh, Okay, I guess I'm not playing. So I'm pretty sure he's ready for Kansas City. Javon Holland, he didn't play. He probably he probably could have played if he really needed to. And all these guys were going to be getting back. Nick Needham's going to be getting more snaps soon. Uh, Cater Kohu is still in there. Yeah, he's going to uh, be our nickel now, right? Like where he's really made for. Like having X and Ramsey are we on the boundaries to, for the Are Chiefs we talking game? about Kohu or Needham? Because either no, no, one. Kohu. No, Kohu at the nickel and uh, X and Ramsey at the boundaries. That's like... That's the the dream team in my uh, and, in my and, opinion and, of three and quarterbacks. Saw, and we saw Kohu's impact in, in, in that new role. He was on, I believe, the same side as Ramsey on the first play of the game. And what happened? They threw the pass behind the line of scrimmage. He he the the he went right by the guy trying to block him. And he's got him. He's aggressive and physical, man. He's almost so, like a safety when he's when he's yeah, close to the box. And, he's and, a wonderful run stopper. Yeah, and to to the point about Vic Fangio is well, you know he. He didn't have a lot of his guys, but it also takes some time for they went from a completely different system where it was mostly man coverage with the Flores Boyer system to a more zone heavy. So there was going to be an adjustment period. And that's what we're seeing. We've seen these linebackers. We've seen this communication between the secondary. It's starting to gel now. And the defense, yeah, they're playing the Patriots and the Patriots aren't that great offensively, but we held them to nothing pretty much and that was with one good drive and they wouldn't have scored as much if we didn't turn the ball over so yeah they're starting to come together right when they needed to so it's that i think the the bad numbers and the bad stats are going to improve over the season as we as they start to just get it all together yeah all right and with that being said, let's get into this Kansas City Chiefs game. So Miami Dolphins are already in Germany. They've been there since Monday. Last night? Yeah. Yeah, they've been there since oh, Monday. Oh, well, we're recording this on Tuesday. Yes. And, not Tuesday and, uh, at 8 o'clock or so. Yeah, it's, uh, we're live yeah. Tuesday. It's going to be on the yeah. three yards per carry feed probably the day after or whatever. So, but Or whenever they decide to listen to it. So Dolphins are already in Germany. They're getting used to the time zone change. They're getting their jet lag out early. Chiefs, I believe, are not going until Thursday. I think so. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be at least a little bit behind on their internal clocks. So 
It's yeah, there's gonna... some science behind that. That and apparently McDaniel mentioned that this was decisions that they, they made and quote unquote science they looked into. Um, and when I say quote unquote, I do, not that I don't believe in science. I don't want somebody to think that. <laughs> I definitely believe in science, the, uh, but the, uh, you don't. This, you can't. You can't verify the science because you've never heard of it before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what the science is. Is what I'm saying. I don't. I don't understand uh, exactly what it was. But this were things they planned and looked into in May as to when to go out there and it isn't just one thing i couldn't um kind of infer from it right it based off some some prior teams who have tried some different things with this and based off what mcdaniel said it wasn't based just off sleep pattern alone there were other things involved in it so um, i'm interested to see what that looks like because the teams clearly had two completely different strategies uh, in regards to when to go there. So I'm I'm excited to see if that makes any difference or not. Now we know that we I would say I won't say we know. We could see that if a team staying for an extended period of time, like we saw that Jacksonville did not look like the same team as the Bills. Like Jacksonville looked like the home team quote Jacksonville unquote, in looked, London. Well, they are at they are and at Buffalo home in looked London, like, like they've <laughs> they been up for home. two days. So uh it was definitely a difference then, but that was a full two weeks almost right week and a half um this is a completely different situation we're just talking about what three days so we'll see if it makes a difference i i hope that it does any advantage you can get especially against the chiefs and patrick mahomes and andy Reid, you need to take so this is going to be an offensive showdown i really feel like at this point because it's really who's off who's the who's the real offensive genius of the nfl is it andy Reid or is it mike mcdaniel we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to get that question answered listen i'll tell you what if miami beats kansas city in germany or wherever watch how quickly the miami dolphins end up on the top of Stephen a's top five list that happens every Tuesday. absolutely if the dolphins beat the chiefs they'll be on the top of most lists for sure for sure i saw that the super bowl spread on that game i was expecting like a four point spread and when i saw it I think yesterday, but it's a neutral just, site, so you it's have a neutral to site. But it was still only two and a half. I mean that that's not real. Uh, maybe it's going to grow a little bit. I have a feeling it will. I have a feeling it'll get to three or three and a half. But um, uh, I was I was expecting it to be around three and a half or four. Honestly, I I, I just was. But we'll, we'll see. You know, so Vegas those, is li- liking the Dolphins. So for those of you who have, are listening to this on the Three Yards Per Carry podcast feed, I like to do this thing that where we call the zero and the hero. So we're going to go ahead and give uh, the fir- the player that we don't think is going to make a much of an impact. That's our zero. The hero is going to be the guy who's going to be the reason the Dolphins win, basically. And I don't where we try to avoid picking Tua just by, just by default. And um, we're also going to go ahead and make our score predictions. We're going to go ahead and do that now. So, uh, Ron, I'm going to let you go first. Who's your zero? Okay. Who's your hero? And what's your score for this upcoming Sunday morning? Uh, even though I spent a little bit of time talking about how McDaniel likes this guy and has given him opportunities, I'm going to go Savan Ahmed, Ahmed uh, simply because I think Jeff Wilson's going to come on a little strong. I'm not p- picking Jeff Wilson as my hero. As we're having this conversation now, I still haven't decided who that is because I forgot <laughs> about the little exercise. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Ahmed as my zero simply because I think Jeff Wilson is going to come on stronger. Um, I'm going to surprise you a little bit with this one. I think the Dolphins are going to throw out a little bit... I mean, they have to pull out all the stops, man. It's the Chiefs. You got to pull out all the stops. Now, Miami does not, quote unquote, save plays. Uh, As McDaniel has stated before, you don't save plays. You just make new ones, right? But I have a feeling they're going to do maybe some things on offense we haven't seen before. And I think this is going to be a decent game. I'm not saying he's going to have like a Tyreek or Waddle type game. I think Julian Hill is going to be part of this offense in this Mm. game. Well, I yeah. believe that. I believe that they're going to do a lot more what you would call 12 personnel, right? Two tight end set and uh, trying to run the ball. And I think that they're, that's going to give some opportunities to the tight ends and specifically Hill. Now, we don't even know. I know Smythe is a little bit banged up, but it sounded to me like McDaniel felt like this guy's going to play. But <laughs> like, uh, Smythe can play through a, a hurricane. Exactly. So I think that Hill is going to be kind of the hero. It just in the fact that he's probably going to be used more and get more targets and more play than we've seen him get 
to this date. And as far as my score, Dolphins definitely win in this. I feel really good about it. Really good about it. I, I don't think it's going to be as high a scoring game as you think, though, Lewis. I, I see more like a like a 27-24 type game. Dolphins 27, KC 24, 7-2. Let's go. Duke. Well, being that this is a road game, it's not a primetime game, but it's a standalone game. I, I want to make my zeros, the zebras. Because oh gosh, the rest. I, I said I, I said I want I want to because of what happened before. But I watched that Sunday night game. I watched some of it, um, and the officiating was kind of lopsided there. Kind of. Uh, Are we the, talking about the Eagles again? No, no, no. I'm talking about this week. Oh, this no. past uh, week. And uh, uh, yeah. And it was lopsided to the home team. So maybe it's just a Sunday night thing. That I don't know. But uh, I, I was going to use Ahmed as my zero just because. You can still he, do it. <laughs> he, he, he didn't play as well. Um, so I'm going to play off your point, Ron. I'm going to say Durham Smythe is a zero just because I think maybe he'll, Julian, he will overshadow him a little bit in this game. And not that he will play bad. Uh, my not hero. To you off, not to cut you off real quick, Duke, but. Ron, didn't you say earlier in the se- in the season that Julian Hill was eventually going to overtake Durham Smythe in snap count? I and- said it two weeks ago in the show because we didn't do a show last week. I said it in the show two weeks ago that by the end of the year that Hill would start overtaking Smythe in snap count. I still believe that's going to be a possibility. I think it'll be close, but I still believe that's probably going to happen. I mean, nothing against Smythe, but he- I think Julian Hill. It ha- provides a little bit more in the passing game they're just not he's just not getting those opportunities yet because he's a rookie tight end and that is the hardest position to learn as a rookie and and an undrafted besides maybe quarterback and undrafted at that so um that that's my belief so but yes go ahead duke sorry i would say i would just say Smythe probably has decent stats for what they do maybe three catches 20 something yards or something like that but i think hill might overshadow him maybe by getting his first nfl touchdown he did get his first nfl catch this uh, past week so um i think it was um so anyway uh your hero my hero is going to i'm going to pick a group i'm going to say the interior offensive line i don't know who that's going to be yet but i think they they have heard the complaints and I think they're going to step up this week, whether it's the starters, at least two of them, or whether it's the same group that we had, I think they've got a tough task ahead of them, but I think they're going to be up to it. And I think when the game, when the final whistle blows, regardless of the result, those guys will have played well to the point that we say, yeah, they were not a concern. Final score. uh, I, I don't know. I want to, I want to pick the dolphins. The like I said, the officiating and the way that goes, particularly with the Chiefs, it seems like they get those calls. Can you do it, Duke? I'm I, I'm going to I'm going to always pick the Dolphins. I'm going to say the Dolphins, and I'm going to say thirty twenty seven. Okay, but do you believe your own words that the Dolphins? I, I believe they can win. I think it, if it's I think if they, I am guaranteeing the Dolphins win this game, <laughs> guaranteeing a victory. I have I mean, absolutely nothing to lose if I'm wrong, but I'm guaranteeing. Yeah, let's see. Let's get Chad back in here and let's make a bet and let's see what happens. If they if they don't if they're not having to play if they're not having to play the Chiefs and the officiating, it, it'll be a fair fight. But it's one of those things. If they can get out of their own way, so Tua can't throw interceptions. They can't do a fumbled handoff like they did. That works against the the two and six Patriots. Stuff like that works against you know when you put up seventy points against Denver. You do stuff like that against the Chiefs, and you will lose the game. So if they play clean, they can win this. And uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, if they can, if the defense steps up and plays the, the way we think they're capable, and the Dolphins can rush for 150 plus yards, they might win by two or more touchdowns. All right. So, but I'm 30 go- to 27 is my prediction. 30 to 27. All right. Uh- my father, I think, is Ron. Uh, Ron, I think this is towards you. Thank you, Joe Namath, for guaranteeing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He was like the original guy to guarantee. Yeah, since then, plenty have done it, and plenty have been wrong. <laughs> so I guess Namath is the only one who, co- who actually completed it. He was like the first guy to go out there and just say, I guarantee a victory. You know, he, he was like the original. He's the OG of guaranteeing a victory. All right. Well, 
here's where I stand on this. Uh, I'm going to shock the world and probably all of you with this. My zero for this game is going to be Tyreek Hill. Oh, I, I'm the, I I know, right? I, Another I, buzzkill from Lewis at the end. But of the, I, the reason I say Tyreek kills because nobody, and I mean nobody, knows more about how much Tyreek Hill can absolutely wreck your game if you are if, uh, more than the Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to be doing everything humanly possible to slow him down. They know his weaknesses. They know his. I strengths. gotta be. I gotta be honest with you. There's not much more they can do. That the Patriots didn't try and do. No, nobody's put a better game plan together against Dolphins wide receivers than Bill Belichick. Andy Reid and them boys are in Tyreek's hand. Yeah, I, they I know just, what makes him tick. I, I know we're not. I'm not here to. We're not here to dog each other's zeros and heroes. It's just for fun. But man, I, I, I gotta. I got to say that that's a tough one. I don't, I don't, I think that they're going to do everything humanly possible to limit Tyreek in this game. The, I think he, he'll okay, still then, have then a, Waddle's going to have 200 yards and three touchdowns. But that was what I was about to say <laughs> is that I think my hero finally Duke, I'm finally picking it. I'm picking Jalen Waddle as my hero as a result of them doing whatever they can to stop Tyreek. Jalen Waddle's going to get to go off and even more so than he did against New England. He's going to be the main target. There's going to be a couple of Waddles for the Dolphins, I think. It's just because you stop, you do everything to stop Tyreek. That's your right, but you're going to open the door for Jalen Waddle. They'll be ready for that. Now, as for my pick, y'all, I already see you guys shaking your heads. <laughs> Don't do it, Lewis. <laughs> Don't you I, pick them I, to lose. I, I I can't do it, man. This ain't about being right. We're here it to have about, fun. Come what, on, man. This predictions are, man. It's like, <laughs> but, it's, but it's what you believe is going to happen. We're not I, even keeping track of this stuff. <laughs> I, I'm picking the Chiefs. Yeah, you're weak. I'm picking the, I'm weak picking the Chiefs. I'm sauce, the Chiefs. brother. I think that it's going to be a shootout. I think that it's going to be a really close game. I really believe that, but I think ultimately Kansas city is going to eat, whether it's because of the refs or what, or some other Patrick Mahomes esque factor that he's going to just miraculously make the ball appear in his wide receivers hands via, te via teleportation. What but wide receivers? I know they'll find somebody. Now they think that they, they think that, but every single day, yeah, I understand they won the super bowl last year, but every single day in this season, we're we're starting to see how much they miss Tyreek Hill. They are starting to realize, and they man, they should have been on the. I don't know if they were on the phones trying to improve that position or not. It almost feels like they're being stubborn because they they gave they up Tyreek Mahomes. Hill, and now they don't want to spend assets to go try and quote unquote replace him, even though they're you're really not going to replace him uh, out of stubbornness. That's what it feels like to me, and I think they're going to pay for it. They're going to yeah. pay for it this Sunday in Frankfurt. The and, and I know the, the big game that Miami had skews these stats a little bit, but Miami's the team is averaging 33.9 points per game. The Chiefs are a full 10 point, 10 and a half points below that, 23.4 points per game. That's very average, 23. That's and they, they and we both played Denver. The 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 league average this year is 21.8. So they are hovering just above the average. Miami is well above it. And even if you take out that Denver game, Miami is still well above the average. So um, to Lewis's point about if they lose, if this game's 33 to 30 and, and they win on a last minute second field goal, you at least feel like, all right, well, they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. The problem is they got destroyed by the Bills. They lost by two touchdowns to the, to, to the Eagles. If they keep this close, even if it's a loss, you still kind of come out like, well, we hung with them, right? They're the champions. Um Dear Lord, I hope not. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Lewis, those listening, asks, will Taylor Swift be a factor? Yes, she will. Somehow, she uh, if, even if she's not a factor in the game, she will one hundred percent be a factor in the broadcast. We call her so Fraulein Fraulein Swift. I hope you're. I hope you're ready for <laughs> half of the broadcast to just be about how Taylor Swift has had an amazing impact on Travis Kelsey's life and his career and his. Oh my God, so much Taylor Swift. I have never heard the name Taylor Swift more than in the past two months. But any case, I'm picking the Chiefs to win, sadly. I hope I'm wrong. I think it's going to be a score of like, like honestly, Duke's numbers really sounds really good to me, 33 to 30. It's going to be a shootout. But I, I think 30, 27. Did I say 33, 30? You 30, said 33, 30. Okay, 33, 30. But in any case, yeah, that's, that's my score there. If you guys are right, I will be so happy. 
<laughs> so in any case, that's going to be it for this show. Thank you all so much for listening. Everybody who was listening on the Three Yards Per Carry podcast feed, we are happy to have you listening to us. We will be back next week for another show. If you have not already done so, go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, and they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit when you sign up. It's that easy. Just head on over there and get started winning today. And of course, head on over to my Nintendo store if you want to go ahead and get pre-order Super Mario RPG, or if you want to go ahead and add the Super Mario Mario Brothers Wonder, which is already available. The link is in the description below. Make sure you use that link specifically down there in the description of this YouTube video that you are watching. It really helps us out, and it's going to help you out because you're going to have hours of a good time. All right, that's going to be it. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you all next week for another episode of Pulse of Fins Nation. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.